spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I have a dream that at moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins where it all came from since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Andy Ann's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Label Hi, it's Andy Ann from Spoken Label. A spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and records show it started off really as a one-off podcast chatting to writers, poets and artists. Over time, it became monthly, then weekly, and occasionally nowadays it goes on that to a more regular basis. To date, I've done over 330 sessions and I'm always looking for new poets, writers, artists, singer-songwriters, general interesting creative people to come onto the podcast. You can find this on all the usual networks over Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay and dozens of others. But it does have a central database of spoken label, which is all one word, dot bandcamp.com. Obviously now, to help me with the running costs of this podcast, I'm always grateful for any kind of donation to assist me with it. You can either do the donation through the Bandcamp page by putting in a fee to download one of the free podcasts, or send it over to my PayPal to aen1mpo at yahoo.co.uk. My email address again is aen1mpo at yahoo.co.uk. Enjoy the podcast. Take care. Bye. Spotlight. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Those days, these days, yeah, you're getting two mini sessions out of me because it's split into two and I have a script and I'm not even looking at it. I'm just winging it apparently instead. Um, So I'm going to try and go on script so that I don't keep you till midnight. Um, Yeah. So as it says in the bio, it is like split into two halves. Those days is a nostalgic look on my time growing up as a loud queer um, in the 90s slash noughties. These days is a more recent look back at being queer and an autistic young adult that's uh, had fun watching the world with its hatred and love in equal measure um, and how that's affected me, basically, um, with my glasses half full kind of brain. Um, So, yeah, that's why we're splitting the reading. You get in those days first. Um, Most of the poems are going to touch on the queer theme the LGBT themes, um, but there's a couple that aren't because um, I don't just sit in one box, so neither does my poetry. Um, yeah, so section 28, I kind of want to touch on that because it had a major impact on me, and I know there's a lot of Tory haters in the room, whoop, whoop, 
um, and section 28 is why I hate the scumbags um, because they are homophobic and they created a law in the 80s, thank you Margaret Thatcher, that made it impossible and technically illegal for teachers and guardians to discuss homosexuality with any minor. So getting in trouble in school and being bullied, the teachers would be like, oh, but we can't protect you, we can't look after you, you shouldn't have come out as gay. And if you've read the book, you'll see some of those themes are touched on in a few of the poems. Um, so yeah, basically section 28 validated the hatred of and the homophobia um and it's really relevant right now and resident resonant for, for the trans community because it's the exact same thing happening all over again but with another minority section um and yeah no i won't stand for that um it's recycled hatred so i've read bits of my script by the way it's just not much, not all of it um but yeah so I'm telling you this not for sympathy. You'll know me. Um, it's to give you an insight, basically, um, because you're all all allies. If you're here, you are an ally or you are part of the community, you know? So um, thank you for being there, you know? Um, it's what keeps us fighting and keeps our voices being lifted so that we can, you know, mute the fascists and the haters. Um, and we're going to mute them with love and passion and kindness. Um, so on that theme, I thought let's start with a kind, nice, sweet poem. Um, and we're going to these uh, those days. So I'm going to start off with Daisy Chain, which I know is definitely my soft side. So Daisy Chain. We met at the after school book club two geeks in a pod. When she spoke, I was rapt, watching her talk with her hands, gesturing enthusiasm for Mallory Towers, seeing her talk with her eyes, how they sparkled for Anastasia Krupnik. Too young to understand why I needed to be near her. I wanted so badly to invite her for tea, share my toys, show her the books I slept with. I paper-scented teddy bears. Primal instinct prodded me, discouraged me as though it knew this wasn't normal. A stampede of confusion, a tummy of worms and butterflies, ladybirds and dragonflies, my throat a gobstopper lump as we sit at the back of the school field, shaded by evergreen pines. The screeching of happy football-playing kids floating by on the wind. She talked about why George was better than Dick or Julian. I plucked daisies and pierced holes in their stems with nimble eight-year-old fingers. Threaded daisy into daisy, quietly wrapped the chain around her wrist. I had to share that one first with you because I just love the innocence of it and that that's kind of the point with sexuality. Um, we should just be allowed to love who we love. And at eight, it shouldn't matter. Um, so, yeah, um, linking on to that one, I've gone with another one that kind of shows how confusing it is, not just being queer, but being pansexual as a child. Um because it's not just the girls you like. <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> Tomboy. 
I'm going to have a sip of my drink though first. Tomboy. Some freedom of copying the karate kid. A ring made of shoes and t-shirts. I stand, skinny arm raised, fierce scowl on my face as the boy next door yells, ding! You watch from the side, plaster casted arm waving, fist clenched, nonsensical cheers from your mouth as I pound my victim to a pretend pulp. The boy next door pulls me off my prone brother, shouts, time! Arms raised victorious, I dance around the homemade ring. You guide me away, sweaty hand in sweaty hand, away from the field, my trainers, the safety of my brother. You compliment my uppercuts and Nassim-esque weaving. We sit on playground wood chip, damp from summer rain, bottoms numb, arms goosebumpy. Ear tickled from the puppy soft fuzz on your upper lip. Six months I've made you wait. I wanted Solskjaer or Ryan Giggs. Not a northern mini rap gangster with a stolen bike and a broken arm. I sat fidgeting, trying to think of something other than football. You sat fidgeting, trying to cajole me by stroking my leg. So I let you kiss me on the cheek. True stories, these, obviously. I was sweet one time. <laughs> um, yeah, so as always with me, I do like a cigarette break. So this is my technical cigarette break. Um, so we're diverting from the LGBT theme for a second and we're gonna do Addictive Rebellion, which is uh, all about my first cigarette, which I'll never forget. <laughs> As you can see by the poem, Addictive Rebellion started with a cigar. Me and Lee hid under a tree, shaking hand of matches. No wind, just the scratch against the box. A flickering orange flame warmed my fingertips. It was awful. So he stole a cigarette from his dad's secret stash back to the tree. It lit easily with a little sizzle from the Rizzler. Lee coughed, spluttered, passed it to me. My lungs filled like on bonfire night in the shade of autumn's heat. The taste of parking and treacle eased my tongue. I groaned, lips curled with a knowing smile. Anytime I say I don't like love poetry, just remind me of Addictive Rebellion, because I do, if it's about a cigarette. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm going to flip back to the theme of gay, because a lot of the first half really is gay or play or gay and play. So, which was my teen years and my under-teens, whatever that, what is that, from toddler to 13, whatever that mash was. Uh, yeah, so this one is, I like this one because I actually, it always makes me giggle. And I remember at the time it happened, my autistic brain went, 
<laughs> you'll remember this um, for more reasons than most people will remember their coming out story because it is completely true. So I came out in RE and I just, yeah, I'm really proud of me that I chose that lesson to be the lesson that I told the world I was gay. So coming out, they had no idea the barrel of festering maggots that question represented. They didn't clock the irony of interrogating me during religious education. Perhaps if they had questioned me during English, I could have stood upon my desk and poetically declared my unrequited love for another girl. Maybe if they had probed me during science, I could have made the teacher answer with a technical explanation about how bees sometimes prefer other bees. They should have quizzed me in maths. I could have used algebra to show how y plus y minus x equals happiness. The rumour was too tasty a tidbit. They couldn't wait. They insisted. They had a right to know. PE was in the afternoon, see? So I muttered yes, because I sort of was and sort of am. So yeah, I'm happy with my coming out story. <laughs> um, I wonder how many of them remember it. <laughs> so my next one is the last one for this section. Um, and I was torn between two, um, but I've just decided which one it's going to be. So um, drink again. Pride. It's easier if you're unpopular if you're mere entertainment for the masses. The door's already unlocked. You needn't fear the loss of friends when you don't have any. So I shouted from the rooftop with a bright red megaphone, damn straight I am. Doesn't hurt me when you yell rug muncher. Doesn't sting when you spit out dyke. I take those words and stitch them on my bag as badges next to the ones that say five and number one and Nirvana till I die. Because I didn't pander, wasn't a sheep in your flock coated in number seven foundation and bright red nail varnish. You obsessed over my bedroom antics as much as take that break up. You even had, you, sorry, you even took the time to pause and create a male nickname for me. It had a song sang to the tune of the Haribo jingle. Kids and grown-ups hate her so, the dirty queerest Harry B.O. You've wasted so much breath and thought on the gobby little lesbian. You tried to make me hate myself. Instead, you made me prouder. Thank you. Sorry for stumbling on that one. That's the first time I've stumbled on that one before. But yeah, um, I am proud. And that's why I want to end the set. Set on there on that one, yeah. Thank you. Spoken there. Evening. Um, I'm gonna start by I want to thank people first. I think that's a nice way I want to start this section. Um, so I think I need to thank D first and foremost because without D, I wouldn't even be on camera. Um, she got me to my first writing group, let alone first open mic or anything so yeah without without them 
would not be here, just lifted me post-divorce when I was at my lowest confidence-wise and self-belief-wise. And I am here now doing things like this because of them and published because of them and while edited because they are an amazing editor that is comfortable actually telling me the truth and saying, dude, this bit, bit crap, mate, yeah? And me being able to go, do you know what? You're dead right, mate, yeah. Better do something about that. And that is a unique connection, right? As you know this, to find somebody that you can do that with is gold dust. So, um, and talking of which, I also want to thank Joe, who I think is here, Joe Thomas, who is also does that and does it with all my poetry, not just the stuff in the book, does it because they're my friend and they have a beautiful soul. So everything I write, get sent to them as a doc going what you think mate <laughs> he's that one person so thank you for being that person joe um and i want to thank andy mate cheers because i came to you going i want to do a launch but i don't know how and you went got this mate here's all of my time and and love and knowledge so could uh, we wouldn't have all these guests we wouldn't have this happening without you so thank you mate um seriously chuffed bits um and i want to thank every one of you because you've supported me and you lift me and you praise me genuinely and you don't give me false praise you give me genuine praise and you listen to my praise of you and you know that i mean it when i say it and i wouldn't say it if it wasn't good yeah, and I love that we have that bond. So thank you for making this happen. Uh, yeah, so also I want to thank somebody who's not here and that links to the first poem in the section that I'm going to do. So actually this is, I've done well there, rather than me. Um, yeah, so Gary Huskinson is not here, but you all know who he is. And he's an absolute monster of a man and he's got some shizzle going on and this poem is for him. So, as such, it is not LGBT, it is, yes, you've guessed it, it is football. Um, so we're going to do a footy poem. Um, I'm going to need a sip of water for this. Um, I know Kathy's heard this one because she was impressed with the speed that I managed. That took 23 takes, so let's see how we get on. <laughs> I'm regretting this now. Watch and pray. See the modern dance on the holy water turf, the yells and the pacing of the track-suited coach, the oomph of the ball as it leaves a player's foot, praise for the keeper as he leaps like he's winged, joyous in the crowd as in unison we sing. His heart beats with football, calcio, soccer, football, tiki-taka gig and press Bielsa ball or park the bus. The chips and the flicks, back passes, headers, goals from playmakers, strikers, fullbacks, last-minute scrambles, off-the-line clearances, match-of-the-day fanfare, Chris Kamara gaffs, chance for speculations and youthful revelations. Insane sums for unknown journeymen, it's red versus blue, king versus country, dreams coming true when a team knows how to dance. Time for the weekend ritual of praying to a ball. Armchair is our prayer mat where we cry, cheer, jeer. Living for the derby, the championship fights, cup winning nights and relegation plights. We keep our faith, win, lose or draw. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> Just, I've shocked myself. Um, yeah, so that's for Gary and all the football fans in the room, uh, especially the Brummie fans, because, yeah... 
and the Stoke fans for being a Stoke fan and the fellow Liverpool fans for being a Liverpool fan. Um, Mac are doing well, though, so, you know. Um, silver linings, there's always a silver lining, and there's my proof, right? If you support enough football teams, one of them will be having a good season at any given time. That's that's <laughs> how I roll. Uh, yeah, so the main bulk of this section um, is about fight that we go through as big lefties and non-conformists. And it's not just trans, it's not just LGBT, it's BIPOC, it's disabled, as you all know from my incident yesterday. Um, so I am going to do a little section about that. And it's back to front, so I'm getting confused. Right, there we go. The first one is Forsaken. Full of hatred, discrimination, Buzzing from the power of your guns and tasers, you make judgment calls as though you have the right to say who lives or dies. I see you. We see you as you pick off our black friends like your ancestors did. You stomp through lives like you're above all others. You kneel on necks, chokehold innocence, ignore pleas for help. For a simple breath. The cycle goes on without you learning. You deny this world's true history, implant it with lies that paint you as the best, the only, the supreme. Generation, uh, centuries, centuries of bloodshed as you stomped across the globe, sticking flags in the earth like you did to the moon. You land on far-flung shores, welcomed by natives, offered trade, gifts, love. But you pierced their trust with swords, muskets and arrogance. You stand on their bones, dehumanise their pain, devalue their lives. You crush hope like weeds in the cracks of your concrete patio. But they are wild roses and we are their thorns. Their roots have entwined beneath the soil of our dead. Summer has come, the flowers are erupting, blossoming, alive. Yeah, shit's dark. I, I actually wrote that about Black Lives Matter and about George. So, um, as uh, it's, it, I think that it might have been a couple of years ago, but we should keep remembering that and keep remembering that and keep trying to fix shit out of that. Um, so, yeah. Um, the next one linking into that is flight because I'm a fighter and my poetry likes to fight back too, if it can. So flight. Our dragon soars over forests of war. We cling to her scales, vibrate from her roars. Smell the sulphur engulf us as clouds open fire, acid rain melting, uh, acid rain melting through aeroplanes and drones that attack with dictatorship, hatred and fear. Religious fervour wears odour murder, vitamin pain drip feeds our future. Children 
spotting limbs detached, innocent heads hanging from trees. Women weep, violated, haunted, praying for death's hand to erase their torment. But our blood boils and royals, seeps into our steed. With thunderous rumbles, she swoops down on the scene, the massacre, the bloodbath, spits fire at the beasts that demolish our peace, tears them to ribbons with claws glistening red, crunches on bones with sabre-sharp fangs. Redundant revenge, we tremble with rage. We swallow the suffering, gulp down injustice, our mouths overflowing with futility and hope. So that's flight. Um, I think we should keep fighting back. Um, and I just need a drink of water, sorry. Yeah, I love mytholo mythology. And dragons, for me, represent that, you know, they've got two hearts and we need two hearts, I think, to be able to fight against the hatred and the discrimination. Um, so I kind of, I've got another poem after, but this, so this is the penultimate poem. Um, and it's about a dragon and the protection that it gives us, um, because I want us all to feel that safety, even though, you know, we, we, we live in these dark times. We're looking after each other and we're one another's dragons kind of thing so yeah um beauty in the beast mosquitoes buzz and pierce our flesh hungry fire ants sting and bite an army's picnic for veteran expats we their feast can merely scratch the flaming rash and swollen skin. Transported from the pain, the incessant itching, swim gentle backstrokes in the ocean, eyes shut, bright sunlight cuts through eyelids too thin to hide our imagination where the hawk soars over untold stories of foot soldier fairies, carnivorous mermaids, cowering trolls and sentient spicy saffron. The water sparkles, glitters, as we drift on our back, ears filled with muffled waterlogged silence. Skin soothed. Let us stroll along our beach, sandy shore at the mouth of our cave. Micro lives moulded like clay into this haven of limestone. Sun bleached and salt water soaked, the rocks glisten as Poseidon's roar thrashes waves, a hypnotic shower of fearsome nature. Lean back, nestle into the cold, jagged rock. Embrace the sharp solidity. Take a shell, a conch, raise it to freshly soothed ears and listen to the purr of the dragon as he sleeps a slumber so deep he will twitch taloned claws, lip trembling over deadly teeth. 
tantalizing you into stroking his iridescent blue scales. Fearless, we can rest, enveloped by our sinuous serpentine guardian. That's my safe place. So welcome to my safe place. You're welcome to sit on the beach with me with rocks that I believe are dragons. Um, that's where I go in my mind and it's where I go if I can. Any rock that I lean against on a beach is a dragon. It's a little dragon and he's looking after me. Um, so that's what I do. <laughs> um, I do love the beach. I, uh, I, I did spend a good portion of my childhood on the Spanish coastal beach, which is less rocky than over here, but there were still a few. So there were still a few little dragons out there. Um, so this is my last poem. And it's from the bon bonus section of the book. If you've read it, you'll see that there's an epilogue and then three more poems afterwards. Um, so you may not know this, although it's not a secret. Uh, this book was originally published during lockdown in 2020, uh, but it was under my dead name. Um, so you all know my publisher is amazing and went, we need to fix this, mate, you know, because they are a genuine trans ally. I, they didn't even need me to ask them they approached me about it big loves man um so we've re-released it with bonus content an update if you will um, so i want to share one of those poems and because of the reason for the re-release i'm of course going to go for the poem about being non-binary because i'd be a fool not to so we're going to end on gender fluid um <clears throat> It basically says, says it all in a nutshell for me. Um, yeah, so I'm not giving it more introduction, no need to. Gender fluid. I never used to think about it. I tried as a teenager, but only because someone asked me, do you want to be a boy? No, I don't. I don't want a dick. The idea sounds rather claustrophobic. Felt offended just because I wasn't girly or femme, just because I hated the draft the dress gave, the access it suggested, just because I hated makeup, the sensation of closed pores and gunk in my eyes. I felt ridiculed. Just because I preferred boxers to thongs, trainers to platforms, hoodies to cardies. Just because I paid attention to footy scores, ignored boy bands and pop charts, obsessed over Ronaldo, not Robbie. I felt wounded, made to feel an outcast because I hung out with lads for their personalities and hung out with girls for their uh, scent. Why did that mean I must want to be a boy? Why? I never used to think about it. I tried as a 20-something, but there was no word, or no word that worked. Tried on a couple, tomboy, androgynous, but the words fit like baggy jeans. I felt the sneaky breeze creep up my ankles and down my ass crack. I heard the grip of wind whispering, these are not your clothes, these are not your words. They called me an attention seeker, say I do it to stand out. They tell me to just conform, that life will be easier, have more acceptance and less abuse. I refuse. 
I cannot wear another skin. The itch is unbearable. It sends me insane. I cannot be another sheep. I do not bleat. I prefer to roar. So here I stand, neither boy nor girl, as I tell you that gender was constructed from the human urge to label and file, to hang a tag from your ear like a cow. Here I stand, neither man nor woman, as I tell you that society was wrong when it fell for man's conformity. Here I stand, a circle, not a square. Here I stand, neither one nor the other. Thank you. Come on, everybody, give it again for Ashley. Absolutely sublime stuff, absolutely superb. Make loads of noise for her. She definitely deserves tonight there. She really, really does. Excellent. Spoke on me.